magic because we're back together for another go parade episode it couldn't be better it's, it's magic we're both older we're more unhinged oh so unhinged yeah <laughs> yeah it's been what how long has it been like three months four three months, months at least four it feels longer it, it does feel longer. longer. A lot's uh, happened. A lot to catch up a on. A lot to catch up on. And I just want to give the listener my own personalized apology. It's I'm to blame for oh, all cool. the lack of goat parade. I was worried I was going to have to take the to blame. To broach that? So, no, 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 no. I, I'm just glad you jumped right in. Uh, you and I are both pretty uh, sensitive, rational people. So to avoid like confrontation. To so. Yeah. We, to avoid confrontation, you and I tend to take the blame. Like we're like, no, I'm wrong. Let's just get it over with. No, no I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, no, I understand that notion. So I just want everyone to know it's my fault. I've had nothing to say. I still have nothing to say. Wow, we're starting this in a classic goat parade fashion. Yeah, you're just too. shitting like, on yourself. Al gets real negative real quick. <laughs> Cam comes in and saves the day like he's going to right now. So anyway, no, I, I, have, I really have nothing. We came unplanned. We just came in. You hit me up like two days ago. You're like, let's pod, bro. This let's actually, get the band back dude, together. yeah, this, this happened so quickly. It felt like like when you're having an affair. And you're like, meet me at the Holiday Inn Express. I can't on, relate with this. On Beverly Boulevard in 25 minutes. Like, that's what this That's awfully like. specific. It's uh, speaking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's good to see you. It's you good look to see good. you, too. You, you look, look good, too. Ever. Well, yeah, I lost the COVID weight. I put it right back on. but <gasps> We get to talk about how you contracted the world's most popular virus. Yeah, I went viral. The whole band went viral. Yeah, I, I, should we jump into that immediately? Or do we I mean, what else that? do we got to talk about? I don't fucking know. I mean, that's I love bringing it up with people out in public. It cracks me up, actually. It'll be out. They'll be like, how you been? I'm like, oh, pretty good. I got COVID. Um, <gasps> and, then, and then you watch them just like back away. A Slowly. Bit. Like, how long ago? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I'm probably negative. <laughs> it's been a couple days. I'm pretty sure you did that to me, too. Like, I hugged you and you're like, yeah, no, still testing positive. <laughs> um. I've uh I That's not true. I would never I, do that. I like that story, like the slowly backing away line or like dropping things uh so casually uh, um or laconically in conversation that people get caught off guard. Like I only have two fashion modes in my life. I have jort mode right. and I have suit mode. I know them well, both of them. That's both very of true. Them. Yeah. And, uh, and if there's a polar jo- opposites of each if other. If there's a jort suit out there, like if I was a spice girl, I'd be Jordy Spice. Jordy Spice. Yeah. Jordy Spice. Um that's but, confusing. But when I'm in suit mode and I go out casually, people are like, well, did you just get off of work or something? Every time. And and I, resp- I retort the same way every time as well. I say, actually, I just got back from a funeral. <laughs> and depending on the severity of their response, like if they don't respond like, oh, my God, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. If they're like, it's fun. It's it fun is to fun. Do this to but if, the, if they're like way too casual about it, I'll say, yeah, my dad died. Oh, God. I know. You just got to take it one more notch darker. I have to. See, that's what I do because I think it's very inappropriate for people. And this is a PSA out there to anyone who does this. Stop doing this. To randomly ask married couples when they're going to have a child. <laughs> right. I think that's offensive. Oh, dude, that's not good. It's not. It's, no. it's, it's basically like, let me take a peek inside your private life. Sure. <laughs> that's also guessing, uh, guessing or guesstimating the trimester yeah. of like, you know, your pregnant friend. Like, oh, you're, wow, that baby's about to come out. It's like, actually, no, I'm in my first trimester. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm an asshole. So what I do when people are like, so you and your wife can have kids? Uh, I like slowly look up. I got to do a real slow. And I'm like, I get like little choked up and i'm like oh we, we can't oh and dude, i just stop mean. right there 
You don't. You don't explain. Them, no, no I right. just like I turn away. You know, like I can't even say more on the subject. Well, I think and then they're like, "Oh man, I fucked up." Because that's how somebody should respond to that. Absolutely. That's how you. That's the response you you should be getting if you're going to pry into someone's private life. Sure. Like like, the whole kids thing got too. Real to you real quick. Like, dude, if you're sitting with your boy at the bar, or like, you know, you're hanging out with your girlfriend who's got a boyfriend that they've been together a while, and you want to talk about that to each one of them separately, that's a different story than yeah. walking up to a couple in public and being like, "So when he like, who's the one who's avoiding this?" Is essentially <laughs> what you're asking exactly. when you ask that. Like, which one of you doesn't want the responsibility of a child? Oh man, it's it's crazy and it is very real. So had- when are you and Jess gonna have kids? <laughs> <laughs> But in my mind, I wouldn't think that Jess is barren. I would think that you're shooting blanks. Like just looking at you right now. You immediately look for specifics. Hey, guys, just to let you know, you can't see Cam right now, but he's wearing an Aaliyah shirt. I only wear the Aaliyah shirt when I know I'm going to see you because it's a thing now. (laughs) It's like my costume around you. But when I see you in your Aaliyah shirt and your fucking sexy, you know, bespoke, you know, Ray-Ban. Or Warby's. Whatever. uh, I immediately assume like, oh, this guy's shooting blanks. (laughs) Yeah, He doesn't got the gumption. Come on. <laughs> the cumption. I thought we were going to talk about me having COVID. We should talk about <laughs> you having COVID. So uh, before, oh, okay. Hey guys, welcome back three or four months later or however long it's been. Uh, we just wanted to give you one more episode. Should you still be listening out that one more episode? Look, I'm already prefacing it. Come on. Just we'll- in case we take another four <laughs> month break. <laughs> Uh, this is a reunion of sorts. We're getting the band back together. Reunion. The the, re, the boys are back in town. Listen to some tunes, and the, we do. We did bring a bunch of new tunes today. Yeah, a bunch. We're not doing just like a, a list or anything. Just nope. a handful of tunes. Just talking, talking in tunes, talking about tunes, talking and talking about tunes. and listening to tunes. We're doing this around noon, so we're doing noony tunes, if yep. you will. Yeah, nice. I like Thanks, that. Dude. Thank noony you. Thank tunes. you very much. Have I ever told you about my cover band idea? Uh, I just want to play that song from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, the Man of Constant Sorrow mm-hmm, song over and over and call uh, the band Clooney Tunes. <laughs> what do you think about that? It's all right. It's pretty I good, like right? Clooney Tunes better. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> it was, we're, still, we're going back to the drawing board this week. <laughs> so let's talk about, I'm going to shut the fuck up for a second. Talk about COVID. What? Oh, right. Uh, so our drummer, drummer of the band gave us all COVID. Classic. Classic, Classic drummer, drummer move. Cla- who needs them? In this room we're at right now. I know, which I'm really frightened about. Yep. This is a yeah. scene of the crime. Yeah, there's a bunch of leftover COVID all, around, all I, over here. I see it, dude. A piece of COVID just asked me for a cigarette. So a piece of <laughs> yeah, COVID. Like they come in pieces, like a puzzle. It's the Delta, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we all work at bars, so it was a matter of time. Right. Um, and but, he works at a shitty bar downtown too. Yeah. Well, we don't have to say what bar. <laughs> no, I love that bar. I do too. No, it's, it's one bar. of my favorite bars. And listen, Brandon Hardy. You know, there's a whole TV show about a fantasy football league set in Chicago. That happens at that bar. That right? happens at that bar. Gotcha. So, I didn't know that was filmed there. If you know, you know, you know. I'm sure the, the four people listening know right now. Yeah. Also, Brandon Hardy is listening right now. Guys, just to like put Brandon on blast, he's the guy who gave Cam COVID. Well, yeah, the whole band. The right? drummer of Cam's band. His name's Brandon Hardy. He lives at 1434. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he, he didn't know he had it. And then the morning after we had practice. And it was good practice, sweaty. You know, The morning I, after, yeah. I, I remember thinking at the, the practice, I'm like, man. Good thing. Things are really shaping it be bad up. if we got COVID because it's <laughs> right. sweaty in here and we're all maskless. And you know? things sound great. We're like yeah. finally we're getting spitting there. into microphones, right. you know. Yeah. And then yeah, the next morning he's like, "Hey, sorry everybody, but I just tested positive. You guys should probably get tested." Of course, I'm he so did sorry. it so nice. Yeah, he he did it so pleasantly. Yeah. So I got it 
on my birthday a couple days later. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, dude. That is so punk. Hey, three punk points for you, Thank buddy. Thank you. Yeah. And then Heather got it the following Monday, and then Ben got it the following Wednesday. So we all had a little staggered cases, but it was nice right. to all kind of be in it together. Sure. So we were kind of texting people along, like, where are you at? How are you doing? You know? Um, and yeah, really. I like really that you got it first, too. I, like, you always come first. You know what I mean? Even though you're shooting blanks, you're still coming first. So I'm glad that you got the virus first. It's going to be the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah uh-huh, shooting, shooting blanks. blanks yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the reunion, everybody. Oh, God. Um, that's a shame, especially since. It was fine. I mean, it sucked, but I lost my t- taste and smell completely. Like, completely. Yeah. It was wild. Like, eating was so unfun. I mean, that's like why people are losing weight when they have COVID because you're just like, I guess I'll have a piece of bread right. today. It's like trying to eat on acid i would imagine yeah it's not good no nothing well it's just nothing it's not even interesting just a void there's no you don't have taste and smell anymore you're just doing it to have it just everything tastes like a subway cold cut combo like there's no taste at all lack of anything right like yeah like styrofoam and like little rubber pallets and i noticed myself when i did eat just eating extremely quickly right because i was just like whatever i want to get it over with and then i'm like i don't feel good (laughs) I just ate that as fast as I could to be for it to be over with. Watched everything on every corner of Netflix. Of course you, know, you did, yeah. Paced in one room for 10 days, and yeah, that was it. Uh, it sounds lovely to me, actually. Um, it sounds like a nice break from the world. Yeah, luckily, didn't you know we were all vaccinated, so none of us got like anything but minor cold. So. so it's your fault we haven't done any episodes then. Well, I take for it that break of time, yeah, for 10 definitely. days yeah. <laughs> over and the three or four Just months. so the listener can know, Al here was very sweet. He brought me some birthday presents. I did. He brought me a book to read through the whole thing. I did. He brought me some CBD bath, bath salts. salts. Oh, my God. I did, mean, did, he did. brought me a, a stationary paper that's from the Great Northern Twin Peaks. I mean, just just smashed it out of the park. I know. I'm a good friend. A wonderful note saying happy birthday to my oldest friend. And, and you are the and oldest you, person I oldest, know. Not, uh, not you didn't even friend. comment. The card I got you said 50. I on know the it said 50. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're old as fucking dirt. I wish you could have seen Jess and me open that. I'm like, have 50. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. This son of a bitch. Even when you were down, I could not resist kicking you. Because that's what a good friend does. Yeah. Um. It is sad that you got it at practice, though. Like, yeah, you know, like out of all the places you could get it, you've well, been, it's where we all let our guard down. Sure, you know? oh. but also you've been one of the more responsible people that I've known through this. Like, you've taken things very seriously. Obviously, you have mitigated uh, and avoided, and you know, been very vigilant and resilient against the urges to like shirk the responsibilities of this thing. Yeah. just go back out into the public world. And then all of a sudden, you're the, the nicest drummer in the world who gives way too many high fives. Just fucking put, plant something on you. So now we're in a different part of the entire world, the entire timeline of life. Yeah. October 2021. October 2021. We the survived last... podcasting through 2020 and we did. half of this year. And everything's just gotten way worse. Everything has gotten worse. I mean, way I need to worse. be like a doomsday prepper or a yeah. fatalist. Well, I mean, I feel like people should know what where we're at in the timeline of this. Things are crazy. Things are weird. Things are definitely weird. But um, we're not turning back from this. Like, this is life. Yeah, this is just the way it is now. So um, just full steam ahead. So when are you having kids? <laughs> <laughs> 
And Great. on that, we should return to your COVID talk. We've got so many other things to talk about. We have to talk about how you hired and then subsequently fired me. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a huge one. We'll maybe do Doesn't that like in the real. middle of the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, for the listener, you guys got a real nice story coming up about how I played with Cam for how many months? I don't Two know. Months. I'm going to let you tell your side of the story. I don't really remember. Are we going to go back and forth <laughs> uh, with both of our sides of the story today? That sounds pretty good. I haven't been fired for a band from a band in like eight months. I feel like so you missed it, was, it. What's up? You seem like you missed it. Missed what? Being <laughs> fired? fired? Yeah, no, I, I definitely bring it upon myself. Uh, but let's jump it, into some new tunes before Yo, you we get play into play one of yours first? You're yeah, sure. All dude. locals. All local. All of all of them? Right? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm the local king. Yeah, and of course, it. it wouldn't be a Goat Parade podcast if I didn't bring in the same fucking artists that I talk about all the time. Okay. So, yeah. Um, we're going to start with one of our mutual favorite local groups, Jagged Baptist Club. Oh, sweet. Uh, they yeah. put out a song, what was this, maybe a few weeks ago. I don't even know. Time is nonlinear and unfurled and we're all fucked. They had a Wednesday night residency at Silver Lake Lounge and there were, last month. And there were great shows. Or September. They're really great shows. Um, it was good to see all those pogo punks, you know, pirating, yeah. and, you know, jumping around, hopping around like a bunch of fucking lunatics again. What is your take on the new new Silver Lake Lounge venue? I don't know. People are saying that it's coming back, but it still just seems like a shitty bar with a, a small stage in it. I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm into it. I, I haven't actually seen much of the changes. I know the bar's smaller. Yeah. Is the stage any bigger? I don't. Th I don't think there really wasn't a stage. Right now, there was kind of a stage, yeah. but like not. You know, not. If we, you and I are retired, so like <laughs> stages have changed since you and or since I last got fired. Oh would you God. say it's a, it's a better? <laughs> would you say it's a better experience? A better Silver Lake Lounge experience since the last time you were fired from a band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I get fired from a band every eight months. Right, yeah. So, like, as long as it maintains continuity or consistency for at least eight months, like, things are rather unchanging. Yeah. But I had fun. I had oh, fun cool. when I went and saw Jagged Baptist Club, not only because they're a ripping band and one of my favorite live shows, but, yeah, the, the smoking patio was hopping, um, which I guess they have a little bit more space in the yeah, because for now. a little while they had pizza. They had pizza, right? They still have the shitty Italian restaurant, like uh, I table hear they covers. don't. There's no more pizza. Definitely no more pizza. Damn. And it shouldn't be allowed out there, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a great show, and they played a whole bunch of new stuff. And we love Jagged Baptist Club. They have a new album coming out. They do next on month? November fifth. November fifth. Yeah, that's when wow, the record's okay. coming out. I've heard the record. Uh, Blake was nice local enough artist to send it to I me. have. This album comes out on November fifth too. So oh cool, we a little bit. Wow, we're really dude synchronicity, synergy. Look baby. at that. Oh my god, you haven't said synergy in like six months. You've been waiting to <laughs> I've say been waiting that. Waiting to say synergy. I haven't oh, said it since. You actually every time you say synergy, you get one sperm count. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what's gonna happen? You gotta but be careful with that word. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Um, so this song is called Chop X Eight, and I think this is gonna start things off real nice. Yeah, and it fucking rips, and it's classic Jagged Baptist Club, and they have a new record coming out. And if you don't listen to them, you should. Hell yeah, uh, because they are. I mean, they're probably just like the beacon, the last beacon of hope for this type of music in this genre in yeah. LA right now. So it feels that way. It does feel that it way. Does. But guess what? They're really fucking good at they it. Are. So let's rip it. This is Jagged Baptist Club, Chop X Eight.
chopping it up and tossing my salad. Wow. With a dental dam, of course, because we're still in a pandemic. Smart, safe. Um, wow. All right. Jagged Baptist Club. Fun stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the new album. Has Blake sent you the album? I have not heard it, no. It's fucking really good. I've only heard the advanced singles, but no, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. fun. It's fantastic. The whole thing from start to finish is just a really insane effort. We have been, we're supposed to have him on the show. How many years ago? He was going to do it. I think it was like, what, March 13th, oh 2020. He was supposed how, to come in and do it. How long have we been doing? This man, aren't you tired? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm tired. This was your idea. I feel so tired. I've got another sugar-free Red Bull that I might drink. Wow, you're gonna do two Red Bulls? I might, show? dude. I might have a fucking heart attack. Jesus Christ, that'll well, probably get us some I mean, I Patreon drink a lot, subscribers. I, I drink a lot of coffee, so I, I, we'll be right there with you. A lot of coffee you didn't bring me for picking you up this morning. Well, I didn't know that was the deal. Okay, well, let's argue about this later. Jagged Baptist Club, Chop X Eight. If you guys are not JBC fans, again, you should be. They put out a record. How many years ago was Reptile Super Show? Was that? I believe that was two thousand nine. Or it was probably was it eight was it probably nineteen tired. (laughs) Um, Great album. Everything they do stays within that wheelhouse of like it feels like I call it proto punk. Yeah, because that's what it feels like to me. I don't know if that's an actual genre or like a subgenre. Is it? Yes, it sounds right. Proto punk is a real thing. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like. Like if Jonathan Richmond of the Modern Lovers was making angry punk music today. Totally. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. And Blake, the front man, has like some of those. Yeah, he's like a wild like those tendencies and like yeah. ticks almost. You right. Know? He's very eccentric. Yeah. Um, so it Which fits. is a great vibe live too. Yeah. yeah. And I think they'll probably still be playing quite a bit. So if you're listening to this locally in Los Angeles, you need to go check them out. They, they, I feel like they never even stop playing. You know, you can't right. even stop them. Well, I'm glad we got to play that. I didn't ask them if I could play it because... It's on Spotify. Yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys if you're listening and you don't want your song played. Just yeah. kidding, you guys will love you. Unless you're doing that because it's not on Spotify and you want to give a middle finger to Spotify, which we're all for. Yeah, definitely. We're the opposite. I listen to uh, so my wife listens to this podcast that kind of reminds me of us if we like actually had sponsors. Oh, they're cool. much better than us. So they're professional. Yeah, but they, they probably just, don't curse as much. They, they probably just know more. Suck than we do. the dick of Spotify. Oh yeah, the they whole do. time they're like they just in the middle of their episode they're just like we want to talk about Spotify's new Spotify this and it's a great way to get to know and I'm like oh my god, kill me. Uh, so on that note, I actually got recently endorsed by Spotify just as a human, um, <laughs> because I pay the, the premium subscription every month. So now I have to say Spotify to be able to continue to pay more than everyone else. Does that make sense? No, exactly. Yeah. So I just want to take model. the moment to plug the new Spotify calculator. Um, if you're a little confused, uh, as to why your royalty checks are coming in negative, uh, you could actually plug in your spins to the Spotify calculator and it'll tell you why you're failing in yeah. life and why you can't afford your rent and yeah, why you can't. just spits yeah. in your Why face. your EBT, EBT card has now been stalled by the local California governance. Um, it's, it's a premium subscription. It's a premium subscription. Like, yes, exactly. Again, I pay $50 a month to be endorsed by Spotify. So they can tell you that, no, you do not have any royalties. Exactly. Back. I need it to come from them to believe it. You know what I mean? Do you want to talk a little bit about that article you sent me from the atlantic yeah let's talk about that um is that that uh that that brought me in a, in a downward spiral for a little while oh it did that. i sent it to you i meant no, it to be positive the the part that fucked me up because I, I i haven't really thought about it this way even though it has 
bothered me, but I didn't know why it was bothering me, was the playlist thing. Right. About how Spotify is essentially making the art of listening to music a background activity. A background thing, right. So something that's, that is to be done in the background while you're doing something more important, working out, backyard barbecue, sure, right. 4th of July. Yeah. You know, While something else is going on that has all your attention, this music that people work really, really hard to make right. is just kind of going on. I actually there. have a perfect anecdote that happened over the past week that got me thinking a lot about this too. And I'm sorry for sending that article, dude. No, I sent I, it, to I, it you. was super interesting. I sent it to you because it felt and it, like... It, it said a lot more than just that. That was just one piece in, within But it. that piece is why I sent it to you because it felt like to me that that people like you and I are now validated that this is in writing somewhere. Yeah, like, at least our, people are noticing that our this is grievances, a Right, our grievances are real. And that's why I sent it to you. So it's more of like, hey, we're not fucking crazy or pretentious or like, you know, jaded musicians who had something going for a while we're not, who are like we're trying not to restart. We're not the only it. albumists out oh, there. Oh my God, you've been waiting to say that too. Synergy and albumists. Hell yeah. Um, so I went to see a friend for her birthday over the last week. I'm not going to name this friend because his story might be a little embarrassing, but and hopefully she doesn't mind me relaying it, but it doesn't matter because no one's ever going to know who she is, right? There it We're is. We're just yeah. going full anonymity here. So I went to see this friend. It was her birthday. Because it was her birthday, she was feeling some stress. So she got home. She saw the balloons up that her boyfriend did for her. She was like really excited, but she got overexcited and started like freaking out a little bit, having mm -hmm. an anxiety attack. So right. she, she called to her boyfriend and she said, Honey, you know, put on my dancing outside playlist. I need to like I need to work some of these jitters out. So boyfriend goes and puts on dancing outside playlist, but it's too much for her. So she's like, no, no, this isn't the playlist I need. I need my chill playlist. So he puts on the chill playlist, and the chill playlist was too chill for her. And then that spiraled her out. So like all she needed was to pick something musically to like even her out but she was so focused on playlists yeah. that it became like i have to commit to this feeling every time i put something on and that kind of illuminates too what we're talking about in the like background thing like mm -hmm. you can't just you don't have any straight go-to's anymore everything has to be curated for a particular type of experience which is funny because the way i listen to music or at least music that i truly love um it's the foreground and my memory that's tied to it is whatever I remember seeing. Of like course. if I'm driving down a certain road when I first hear a song I fall in love with, that's the background is right. like the actual what's going on around me. What, the memory, what's in the foreground surroundings, yeah. is, is the music itself. Right. And that's where you have a truly like trans, transcendent, transcendent right, experience yeah, with music. Sure. Otherwise, if you're just putting it on the background, how do you even truly fall in love with the song? How does it enrich your life? It's It just doesn't make any sense to just rule it to to background like right. that. Well, know. albumists like you and I, <laughs> yes. uh, we have to do something called intentional listening, which is why when you sent me your new record, which we'll talk about here in a little oh, bit, sure. even though we can't really get into like specific details about it just right. yet, um, you sent me your new record last week or two weeks ago, and it was this dance of me texting you like, hey, dude, sorry, haven't had the time to listen to the record. No, I really respect Because that, I'm not going to fucking were, do that. Yeah, you like, weren't going to put it on in the background somewhere. I don't listen to any music until I am ready to listen to yeah. it. Like That's where I separate from the background uh, actualization of streaming services like Spotify and what well, they're doing to people's listening experiences. Here's what I'll say to the insanity to me of like Spotify making music a playlist activity to be done while you're doing something else. Imagine if Netflix had a had a genre or a, a a genre called 
TV shows to watch while you're cooking, sure. while you're doing something else. Right. You'd be like, no, I, I, I'm not watching this. Yeah, like, I'm I not can't watching do that because I'm I I I'm have to doing be watching something. This. Like else. to me, that's how I I listen to music. Like right. I, I'm sitting there and I'm listening. I'll go on a drive or I'll like put on a record. You know, so like the idea of it being relegated to the background is just the an, another way Spotify is saying this isn't. Um, a commodity that you need to pay for or even really pay that much attention to. Yeah, it's a commodity you have to pay for but don't have to pay attention to. Right. And but, I think that I mean, makes yeah. it a luxury as opposed to an art form. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and for the listener too, if you're a little confused, what Cam and I are talking about right now, there was a really great expose done by The Atlantic on a new book that's been published. I think the book is called Major Labels. Um, it's a history of the progression of popular music in the popular genre uh, in conjunction with major, lab- major labels and how they've kind of uh, jerry-rigged the game to push certain artists and how like certain um, nuances of like rockism, quote unquote, have developed where it's like, you know, slanderous kind of subjugated mentalities of like certain genres being propagated by certain labels and then what that's done to like the core constituency of the genre. It's really interesting case study, like a sociological case study of people listening, you know, to music through the years and how we've all ascribed um, to become something that's been sold to us as well. And that's where it gets into the Spotify discussion of like, do you, are you actually listening to Father John Misty's Sunday Indie Brunch curated playlist? Are you actually listening right. to that? And I'm or, not saying that everybody has to listen to music like me and no, pay full attention. No, but that's it's annoying. Like, but yeah, it's but at the same time, it's like there there was time and like there's it's it's so much more than just something that is wallpaper to right. to you know like it's as expansive as like you know in a lot of ways TV and movies. It's another form of this entertainment. So don't just shove it to the background and think that like uh, it's just something that i get for this premium subscription we have music for background it's called muzak you know what i mean like we can't see I thought like you're gonna say it's called coldplay <laughs> no don't fuck with parachutes why have i been getting so in so many arguments recently about parachutes their first record coldplay's oh, first record it is a masterpiece from start to finish i love parachutes i will defend it to the death i a lot of people still a, a lot of people defend the first four albums they the say first four? First four yeah First four. I, no, I mean, if I have Everybody to... says X and Y is a dark horse, and Ew, it's actually fantastic. That's gross. Which it does have some all right songs on it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this actually... And I like the Brian Eno one. I'm sorry. There's a Brian Eno. The fourth one, record. Viva La... What, oh, that was such an awful record. Oh, the first song... The instrumental first song is fantastic. <laughs> this How is did funny. we get here? I don't know. We have nonlinear discussions. Like, this is just getting... It's There's way too much... Yeah. There's... But on that, on that tip, the Atlantic in that book, I also yeah. want to plug another book coming out. I have not read it. I'm excited excited about it mm-hmm. it's by uh an author i follow on twitter dan aussie and it's called sellout Ooh, and it's in depth um just you know like f- interviews with the band and, and just about like i think it's like 12 different sellout happen like 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 blink 182s metallica uh, jimmy world um against me like all the punk band green day like the story of these oh, punk bands that had a sellout album gotcha when they signed to a major right and um just the just the, basically the story of each one of these and it seems so interesting and, and I'm, I'm very pumped about that i think it's coming out this month i mean all we have ever wanted to do is sell out right yeah like 
Well, it's different now. I mean, yeah. back then, you know, in the 90s when you were just getting thrown cash by the labels. record company's going to give me lots of money and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Wow. Just had to throw that Was that, that real back. big fish? Yeah, that was oh, real that was big nice. fish. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, during the course of this episode, we need to talk about how sublime fans are coming out of the woodwork and what we can do to avoid them. It's like it's like ants in the summer, you yeah. know. You just right. got you just yeah. spray them, and right? Yeah. Hope. Every time it's eighty three degrees outside, there's a cockroach in my fans. bathroom taking a tub. Yeah, <laughs> taking a tub. <laughs> yeah. Every time it's past ninety degrees, there's right. like a sublime fan in a cutoff shirt. Right. Like, exactly. Like, so hey, forty ounce was great. <laughs> yeah. Sublime self titled dude. What were we even talking about before we went on this Coldplay trip? We that brought us to Spotify the Spotify and then we got to Sublime. Oh I think we should God. listen to a song. We, we're, I think our brains, we're unhinged. Every, time, <laughs> every time we talk about Spotify, our brains act like Spotify. Yeah, like, like shuffle. You were talking about this. Have you tried talking about this? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what's going on. Okay, play your tune, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do my local tune as well. Oh, cool. You down? We're gonna do that right now. If, if you're down. I mean, all I brought were lo- our local tunes. I know. So I like wanted to play my drop. local tune. This guy isn't even local though. He's like a big deal. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I guess that they're not in. He's about as yeah. local as it gets for me because I see him all the time at the bar yeah. that I work at. Right. He he came, he started coming in there years ago, and I was like, this guy seems cool. Seems yeah. like a musician. Brought in cool musician friends. I love it. And then I finally. He finally sent me his album a couple months ago, and I was like, "This and it slaps! Great. It fucking slaps!" And yeah. he finally released the first track. Um, oh, is this the first single? First single off the album. The album. Oh man, that makes me so excited. Um, his name is Dijon, mm-hmm. and the album is called Absolutely. It comes out November fifth. And Dijon, for the listener, it's spelled like the mustard, correct? It is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I want to play. The, yeah, the first single off that album is called Many Times. God, I love this song so much. I really love it. I think it's I think it's fantastic. It's a really fresh sound. So let's just play it and then we'll, Fuck we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Dijon, many times. There you go again, head low, putting on a showcase. It's the holidays, how come it always ends this way? You can't take that pressure off, you just to put it on me. Talking to your friends on the phone, airing our dirty laundry with strawberry, raspberry, candlelight, satellite, television, x-ray vision.
Dijon many times. Oh yeah, that was a blast. You were consistently a tastemaker for me. Like oh, every well. no, really, dude. Like I mean, even after the last episode you did, like the the Cam Alone episode. Oh right. Um, I've only was that where you played a hard drive by yeah. Sandra Jenkins. That's all I've been listening to. Oh right. And this is all I'm going to listen to for the next like four months of my yes, life. You should be excited. The whole album absolutely comes out November fifth. And it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And it's, it's such really an earworm. Fresh sound. Yeah, such an yeah. earworm. It's always stuck in my head. Um, it's got so many combinations of different influences that I feel like he picks slightly from, but yeah. like never, it never feels like. He never settles into something. Like, yeah, he's, he's, it's he's, movement. It's, it's, there's so much movement for it. There's, there's nothing that it solidly reminds me of. It feels, right. Like I said, it feels very fresh. Um, and the instrumentation on it is so interesting. And you'll find when you hear the album, throughout the album, there's so much interesting, like tasty earworm instrumentation. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that one. Has uh, he been playing music in LA for a while? Is this something that just flew under the radar for a he's, long time? He had an EP out, I believe, in 2020. Yeah. Um, but this is, I feel like, his first uh, full full-length album it's that tune is really frantic and really sexy yeah um which is a dangerous combination and it's really hard to pull off thank you for bringing that dude yeah thanks for listening i mean yeah i'm, I'm very excited about that one and uh you you got nothing but local stuff left right yeah the, the, other the, the other two and again they're artists that i've talked we've talked about before mm -hmm. because it wouldn't be a go parade episode if i didn't talk about bruce springsteen or the killer's hot fuss or you know like bring the same now, local now, groups can in. i bring something up while you you're can, there yeah uh, oh yeah have you heard the killer's new album uh, no, I mean, of course, I listened to Dustland featuring Bruce Springsteen, and it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Okay, because I, uh, I've heard it be described as the Killers, Nebraska. No, it has it has not been described yes, as such. No, it has. It, it no, absolutely has. No, it's no, it their hasn't. Heartland, Utah homecoming album, where there's like Utah. They're from Vegas. Oh, that's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> But like it has like a small towns like people from a small town doing spoken word. And but you can't that no. And hold it's on. honestly you can't wait. Call, you're not you're not waiting for them. It's okay. honestly pretty good. Is it really? Yeah. They I haven't was put shocked. out. Well, they haven't put out a good record since Samstown, which was their second record. Well, that's that's debated. Some people liked Oof. imploding the Mirage last year's uh, synth arena that rock was opus. Awful. And also, I also let, didn't care for that. But lest we one? forget the record before that, and I'm pretty sure the record before that, I can't tell you what the record was named, but I think it had the Are We Human or Are We Dancer song oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Which that is album. a really interesting discussion. Like, are we human or are we dancers? It's not. An it's not. I, mean, it, I think there are two types of people in the world there are humans <laughs> and there are dancers. That's apparently <laughs> what he thinks. But their new album is called Pressure Machine. Right. And it is their Nebraska. I don't like the Nebraska <laughs> reference because the Nebraska. Here we go again. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska was an important record because it was a record of demos. I, you know, I was very excited to talk about this because you do always bring up Bruce Springsteen yeah. and the Killers. So I'm like, finally, a finally, way that they're we, meeting. The, <laughs> and it is not their Nebraska. Nebraska you was heard a, it. I, I I don't have. Maybe to this hear is the it. exact same story. No, there will be nothing like Nebraska. The label's ever like again. Killers. You got to redo this album, but electric. And they're like, No, we're only using our expensive twelve strings and mandolins. Right, exactly. And our cutting edge, you know, studios. And like, no, dude, like 
Nebraska was mixed. Do you know how Nebraska was mixed? No, here we go. It was mixed on a boombox that had fallen into a river off of Bruce Springsteen's Colt Neck, New Jersey home. That sounds like fake lore. No, no, this is real. This is. I called. I called Bruce and just made sure because uh, I was looking for those killers tickets. Right. I'm like, yo, B, you got those kills He's tickets? Like, Nobody can get them. Yeah, not even me. <laughs> Um, but no, to, to say that like another group's new record is like the bosses, Nebraska is to say that they went in and put out a bunch of unfinished. I like, should have known that was like a trigger warning for oh you. Oh my to God, say dude. Li- li- now I'm going to do this all the time. Did you Every hear the new fla- album that comes out? I'm going to be like, it's totally the Spans. Dude, Nebraska. I just hit a flashpoint. <laughs> I just got really agitated. I don't know if it's the sugar free Red Bull or you calling Both. the new killer. <laughs> but yeah, everybody check out pressure machine. It's the killer's. Nebraska. Oh my God, uh, we're we're gonna have to. We might have to do a Nebraska episode if we do. Any I thought more we episodes. did. Did we not? Yeah, I think we have been doing Nebraska yeah. episodes, just in little in little pockets. But like eventually, you know. As I was just saying, outside, as we took a small break, uh, that's all I've been listening to is K Jazz and Nebraska. You know, like I only listen to two things now. One to calm you down, one to get y'all riled up. Yeah. Now you can put Pressure Machine by the Killers. Which, oh my God. <laughs> You're the one that champions the Killers. How did the tables turn? The first two records. The first, <laughs> first two records. Two? Talk about tables turning. Let's get into the subject of tables turning. So Sublime's self-titled is now 25 years old, and all of a sudden, people in our friend group and other people alike, They're coming out of the woodwork. They're coming out of the woodwork. Like, you know what, actually? You know, well, Sublime is cool. Like, they're underrated. It's like, no, they're not cool. And no, they're not underrated. They're overrated. They've always been overrated. You just lived in a metrop- in, a, in a big city long enough where things came back around. You go outside exactly. that big city and they're still thriving. Mm-hmm. Sublime is still thriving all over the world and wherever people smoke both weed and meth. Right. And speaking of you know smoking weed, bongs are coming back in vogue well, too. If bongs people- are coming back. You, you got to Sublime. expect Sublime. No, right. Be yeah. They back. they are synonymous. They are hand yeah. in hand. Remember bong when hand. you said he could play the guitar like a motherfucking riot and, and then, then he proceeded to play the lamest solo, <laughs> solo <laughs> that's <laughs> ever <laughs> been heard. <laughs> A life is too. Oh, well, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Okay, so guys, I want to. Uh, while we're on the, the the subject of Sublime, actually, I screenshotted our text conversation oh, cam no. that we were oh, having about no, this. The I don't other like day. that. I don't like it either, and you shouldn't trust me with anything. Yeah, okay, so lesson learned. So, guys, obviously, if you're listening out there, you probably know that Cam and I rarely talk. Um, but when we do talk, it's talking shit on music and other people, usually. Um, maybe in conjunction with one another. But sometimes it's just about music. Sometimes it's just about people. But we started... I was on a job last week, and there were a couple of our mutual friends who will not be named uh, who were also on this Definitely job. Definitely don't name them if they're, if they're closet sublime So fans. we were all sitting around talking. We don't put them on blast. We were all taking a smoke break. <clears throat> and I don't know how it came up. Sublime came up in the conversation. Oh, we were in Temecula, uh, which is like pretty sublimey. It's a pretty sublimey part of California. Um, and Sublime came up because we were, you know, just talking about uh, the local culture and how silly it was and all the flat bill bros driving their huge trucks, listening to Sublime and whatnot. And our two friends who are like highly respected, really fantastic musicians uh, who Cam and I both champion as artists and people like just approached the conversation and there was a lull of silence before one of them broached it and said, you know what? I am a sublime fan. Wow. And then the other one stood up like now emboldened and said, you know what? I'm a sublime fan too. 
And this is what's happening right now because in this I, is Joe Biden's America. <laughs> <laughs> This is communism, dude. So this is the uh, this is the the text exchange between Cam and I, which happened a few days ago um, at six fifty p.m. Um, I won't say the date, but um, Cam says I've actually only ever liked two Sublime songs, anyways, and I've really just only tolerated them: "Seed" and "Paddle Out." And then I responded. I've only ever fucked with We're Only Gonna Die for Our Arrogance and their cover of 5446, that's my number. And in that moment, you and I did the same thing as what the other other two dudes did on that job that I'm talking about. We admitted that we're Sublime fans without being Sublime fans. Yeah, we just, we we noted that they do cover more styles than the really annoying one note style that they're known for like date rape and, and what i got me down and caress me down and smoke right. two joints uh-huh. and right. big yeah. fish if i have to hear that song again it will blow my brains out uh but we just noted did you say big fish is that what it's called it's called bad fish Whatever. but i like the tim burton sublime <laughs> cover <laughs> that's a great miss oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck that up. uh but we noted a couple songs that are out of their wheelhouse that they did okay sure you know yeah. sure I have a worse one. You ready for this? Yeah, and I'm not going to name who this person is either because I, I this seems like something. Oh, you have another Sublime fan on the hook? Uh, this text, and I won't say who it was because this this would embarrass that person. Oh, here we go. Check this out. This is the text. Well, check this out. At 40, I've come to terms with two very wild facts. I genuinely like Sublime and think they were genre bending in a cool way. And I hate the Fugees and find Lauren's voice annoying. Oh my God. Ben Haywood said that? It wasn't Ben. He just said he's 40. Well, Ben's, I think, 41. Oh, fuck. He just got off on that one then. Who else do you know that, that that's that old? That's I, could, I wouldn't, because that's such an awful text, I would never <laughs> yeah. say who, did, who said that. But so, it's somebody that I have a large amount of respect for. So that bums me out. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. Especially because it was. The second half was so awful, too. A double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the fact that someone would say they like Sublime and hate the Fugees in one text. No, they're wrong intense. and they'll realize They're it. super wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, guys. If you're out there and you're like proactively listening to Sublime, you are wrong. Yeah. Just, you heard it here first. On the there's Go so Pride. many other things that have turned 25. Sure. That are way more interesting. Or does just turn 20. Fugazi's The Argument just turned 20. Argument such a good record. Such I listened to that one. actually last week um, in celebration of that anniversary. Pop on Scream. It's been 25 years of Scream. Damn. Yeah. Has it really? 25 years and scream wow dude when are you having kids should we keep the tunes going we still have plenty to talk about like we yeah. have to talk about you firing me from right let's Giant get a Waste tune in and then we'll we'll, we'll okay. hit that story i just it's all i want to talk about it's the I'm only reason i brought it. up potting today so we could have this discussion in real time uh but yeah let's bring another tune in um let's okay you just played dijon i want to play something in that wheelhouse too like in the neo soul wheelhouse okay uh and this is my, one of my favorite la artists hands down of all time been in love with this dude since the first time i saw him which is when we played a show together years ago this was like i don't know four years ago his name's tolliver yeah we had a track on maybe like the I think, sixth or seventh i think episode. i brought petty in yeah yeah because he was he started releasing singles after he signed a side one dummy which i think is really cool that's awesome. side one dummy side one yeah Hell yeah Side one's cool for him because he's not fitting like the typical mold of like. The, I feel like they're kind of like going all out of that mold. They're too. branching they're kinda, out. Yeah, yeah. I think so. they have to. I think labels. I think most have labels, to yeah, yeah, at this point, have to have not one certain genre. No, because that'll kill them. You yeah. know, they have to have 
other genres floating other genres. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the major label thing where you have one artist paying for 50. Right. If you had your bets as like a smaller quote unquote indie label now, it'll be, it'll just make way for more music to be released, which is the point of a fucking label, right? Um, Tolliver's incredible. He's really, he's kind of reinvented himself. It feels like, cause I've been a fan from the get and he was like doing a lot of kind of glitchy down tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first couple of singles and EPs, which he only really started releasing music in 2018, 2019. Um, and he's gone from that to really like rejuvenating and injecting his sound with like this kind of funky, fresh vibe that yeah. fits him so perfectly. Yeah. It seemed like this track that you sent me, like there was like new life. There's new life. It yeah. Really, it's, it's fun. Yeah. No, it is fun. And all of his new stuff is fun, which is why I wanted to bring it in. This song's called Nervous. And uh, he's like, also, he just has such a beautiful voice, like just such a fucking insane voice. And he's doing the vocal layering that I live for, like the D'Angelo vocal layering, like doing all the harmonics uh, layered, like just so on each other to where you can hear everything. It's not all blending in. It feels, it's like a layer cake. It feels lovely listening to this. It gave me even like, kind of like Love Below vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's jump into it. This is Tolliver Nervous. I'm nervous. Yay. Something got me feeling like a Klondike. Everybody wanna take a big bite. I'm chocolate cold in the center. But lately I've been feeling like a winner. Maybe cause the winner the past. I'm making big moves, people kissing my ass. Been a hot minute since I sat in the class. But I got my hand up, baby, give me your pass. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Fake like me and never feeling that home. Just clap them heels like clack. Clack. If you were fake like me and never feeling at home Just clap them heels like clack, clack, uh Maybe I'm the Wizard of Oz I took a lot of roads, every one of them are But every day that passes got me like in my yards I'm not a better man, but I feel like a god Like, 
little funky fresh there yeah. for you, everybody. That woke me right back up. That was Tolliver's Nervous. I believe he has a record coming out, too. It seems that way. There's a couple singles. A couple so. new singles. The other single he just released is called Call Me a Freak, and it's also a great tune. So please, if you haven't listened to us before and uh, taken our first recommendation when we played him, what, four, six months ago, something. I, I mean, it was like just, a year and a half. We're just trendsetters, dude. <laughs> Big you time. Know, we're just, we're hitting all these people before they get super famous just in hopes that uh, we'll get a whole bunch of new listeners, right? That's yeah, what they'll take doing. us with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's brought to you by Spotify. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feels good to bring some like funky soul in. Yeah, to, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually surprised how upbeat everything so far we've brought in after the last horrible couple of months. Yeah. And um, you're actually more upbeat than I've ever heard you, too. I think the COVID did a number on you. Oh, yeah. I'm a you've changed, changed. man. Yeah, you've changed. Nothing was the same since the accident. <laughs> um, maybe I need COVID. You lose some weight. Yeah, I don't know if I have any to lose. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I just go lick Brandon's drum kit, I'll get some of that leftover code. You lick anything in this room. So after you got COVID, um, like immediately, dude, like within the first hour of you telling everyone you got COVID, uh, there was a group text without you on it of right. all of your friends just like talking shit on you, making so much fun of you, but also being worried like who saw Cam and should we still be friends with them? Right. Because obviously his reckless behavior is endangering <laughs> everyone. But we had like so many different names for you. Like obviously COVID Cam. Um, Please say COVID in Cambria. Oh, COVID in Cambria is really good. That's no. what I was calling it. Uh, we got uh, Cam did uh, video Cam did video or something like that for COVID. Cam, Cam did co-video. That's what it was. Like a candid. No, I guess that wasn't that good. Um, I'm well, disappointed. I get, I'm a little disappointed now that I'm talking about it. If you guys um, are going to talk shit. Talk some good shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there was Cameron Demetrisic. That's all right. And Cameron Dimetric. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. Those, yeah, but, maybe not the best or like politically correct, super <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> you know, what are friends for? Right. Um, so I just want to let you know that because you got COVID, you actually took up quite a bit of like social equity too. Well, I was telling you on my end, it was very frustrating because most people get COVID, they don't really need to tell anyone, they just quarantine. But I did get it on my birthday and I was planning to have a bunch of friends meet at a bar right. that night. So and you I were going to get them COVID. Go through and text everyone, hey, <laughs> Don't come tonight. I, have I got COVID. COVID yeah. And it fucking sucked. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to return to the conversation of what I really want to talk about. And that's right. getting fired from Giant Waste of Man, your band that you asked me to be in and then subsequently fired me three or four months later. So the real kicker of this whole story for the listeners out there who are just so like on the edge of your seats out there, y'all, I know you want to hear about it. Cam fired me. I'll tell you about how he fired me here in a second. <laughs> but Cam fired me. The week before everyone in the band got COVID. You dodged a bullet. I dodged a bullet, but that or also, you did it. I did it. Oh, no, you know, I, no, I did it. You just spraying stuff under the door. No, what I did is I came in here and I took <laughs> one of Brandon's drumsticks to Spearmint Rhino. And I got a lap dance with the drumstick. Uh, and then I went and licked the bar. And... Uh, and then licked the drumstick and then gave it to Brandon, obviously. That's where that uh, that's where that thought chain was going. Right. So I did give you guys COVID. I'm sorry, but you deserved it. Okay. Because fair you were playing quit playing games with my heart. Yeah. You were you were playing with my heart, dude. <laughs> um, I should have known from the start. Quit playing games with my heart. Quit playing games with my yeah, heart. Yeah, no, I know yeah. the song. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. So I did dodge a bullet and I did give you COVID, but let's get back to the meat of the story. So, yeah, yeah, give so it to guys, me. so 
Um, I was actually officiating a wedding in June. I was in high spirits. Things were looking good. Life was feeling good. And as I'm like hours before the ceremony, right, I'm really nervous. And I was thinking to myself, God, I wish a friend would call me. So they like give me some really good news or kind of like boost my confidence a little bit because I'm about to marry these people and I'm probably going to fuck it up. And then guess what? Lo and behold, Cam calls me. Cam's being really sweet. He's got a radiant smile on his face and he's like, Al, I know it's a bad time for you, dude, but me and the band got to ask you something. And I'm like, what is it, Cam? Just salivating, you know, just like ready, ready to be asked the question. Yes. My answer is already yes. And then he asks, he's like, do you want to be in Giant Waste of Man, my band that has a really great record coming out? We need a bass player for a little bit because Heather pinched a nerve and you have to play bass. But maybe we'll keep you in the band too because it could be like a broken social scene thing where there's like 10 people and you'll be part of the rotating cast of characters. And I, I started crying, y'all. Started crying. I said, yes, it was beautiful. I went and I slayed the officiation on, on the, the wedding ceremony and everything was right with the world. So we practiced, we played a show, we did all these things right, right? And then what was it? How, when, how long ago did you fire me, dude? Like oh, a month ago? I just ago? love how um, insanely out of order the story already is. <laughs> already is, yeah. Uh, it's a sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. But um, so then like a month ago, I've had a really bad day, awful day. And I'm thinking to myself, God, it would be really... Just It would suck so hard if a friend called me with bad news right now. And I get home after a really long, arduous day, and I'm sitting on the couch, and Cam's like, hey, dude, you got a second? And I'm like, oh, God, I get to talk to Cam. I haven't talked to Cam in so long. I'm so excited to talk to Cam. And he FaceTimes me. And I'm like, hey, buddy, God, I miss you so much. Good to see you. <laughs> and before I could even finish my good to see you line, Cam looked at me dead ass square in the eye and said, we're moving on without you. This is where you jump in and okay. say, I'm sorry, Al. Oh, I'm sorry, Al, um, for sure. That's not actually exactly how it happened, but... That's it exactly how it happened. No, and I hadn't been fired from a band in, since 2019, and the last time I got fired from a band, it was in Detroit. I was at a roadway inn and suites outside of Detroit when I got fired from my last band. Well, I didn't know that. Otherwise, I would have done it from a roadside. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, actually, the way it did happen, I remember that first phone call. Uh, that phone call was actually about me all excited being like, maybe this is going to work out. You know, we do need a bass player if we're going to expand the band because there was a time where I thought, you know, this should be an eight piece. It should. When I was really excited about the way the album sounded. And when that conversation happened before you we officiating, I remember Al actually being like, I don't know. I don't want to get attached to a band. <laughs> That's what really happened. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, let's just make sure it's defined. You know, you're not in the band. You're just going to help out if you can. And so, first of all, he was never fully this is in wrong. the band. This is a total lie, guys. He Cam asked me to marry him. And, <laughs> and the day in question, I didn't know he was having a terrible day. It was that you seemed cheery as hell when you answered the phone. Because I was talking to you, dude. I was talking to my friend who was about to give me some good news on something. I'm like, oh, Cam is assuredly going to bring me some... I don't know some... if I said moving on. That sounds sounds harsh. And it definitely wasn't a one sentence. You thing. didn't say moving on. You said, we're going to move on without you. <laughs> I feel like that's not something I would say. It's totally something you would say. But the whole thing was is we got way too into the idea of having a giant band when we, the four of us, haven't even been able to figure out how to play these songs. So we had to actually scale back. Yeah. There was no firing. The reason I actually want to talk about I mean, about it's more this. fun. It's actually hilarious, too. Days after I started getting texts from friends being like, why'd you fire Al? <laughs> because of me. 
immediately. I'm like, Al is going out to every I told bar everyone. he can I, in dude, Los Angeles, I, being like, you know, Cam just fired me. I screamed it from the mountain, <laughs> is what I, I saw did. Saw written yeah. in the sky from Actually, one of those planes. As literally seconds after we got off the phone, I texted Taylor Brown. I'm like, guess what? Cam just fired me. And then I texted Britt Witt. I'm like, yo, Cam just fired me. And yeah, then I texted I, I a got, bunch of other people. I yeah. po- we posted because I got a, finally got a freaking saxophone. Giant Wasted Man posts a picture of the saxophone. Immediately, Britt DMs us. She's like, is this what you replaced Al with? <laughs> like, Jesus. Listen, if you want to talk about lore that's created behind a group, I'm doing that job for you. Yeah, I'm I guess a, so. I'm essentially your publicist. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, yeah. But You're the real... Like, I only do bad PR. Yeah. That's... I mean, what other type of PR is there? <laughs> and I have to be very much involved in it. So... Minus me telling everyone that you fired me, even though you didn't fire me. I just love this story. It's so fun. Much. It's it become is. fun. It's so fun. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I wanted to talk about this because this is like one of those real music things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love your band and I love your music and I love everyone in the band. And when you asked me if I wanted to, even if it was just to help out a little bit, um, because of where I'm at in my life right now, and I feel like there might be other people feeling the way that I'm feeling, which yeah. is why I wanted to talk about it. Um, I know you're feeling this way too, but for me, like I've been in so many, uh, not so many, I've been in a few different groups that were not of thine own. Mm-hmm. Um, and now through the whole change, the metamorphosis of, you know, lockdown and COVID and like, you know, the the rapturous state of the music industry right now and it getting its sea legs back, I don't know if I ever want to play live music ever again. You know what I mean? Like I understand that feeling. I've hit that fatigue point. And when you asked me to play with you, of course my answer was yes. But in the back of me, there was like this sneaky, nefarious feeling of like, but dude, you don't want to do this. And I'm going to be honest right now, which is why, again, wanted to have this conversation because it's all about honoring yourself. I should have talked to you about that. What I didn't do was that. What I did do was say like, of course, dude, I'll help you out. I can't wait to do this. And, and like, I really appreciate that. Because, no, for sure. I mean, no, no, no. I you wanted, stepped up and like the one show we did play, you did such a, a bang up job. I wanted to play it. with love- you <laughs> and I wanted to play with you in perpetuity. Thank you for telling me. It, the, the funniest thing about it is when we talked later and we're like, we're good, right? And you were like, just tell me, was it, was it my playing? And I'm like, no, dude, it wasn't. Jesus Christ. Of course. I mean, dude, I'm an, I'm an insecure orb. Yeah, we all like, are. Yeah, no, for sure. But so. I understand where you're coming from that. And like, thank you for that. I mean, I, like, it's very, it's a weird time to even like think about reapproaching what it was to be a musician before or just even, you know, pandemic aside, just right. like. Where we are, everybody in their lives, like it's just a weird time to have. It's to a think weird about time trying again for sure. And also, the reason I, you know, wanted to bring this up so intimately is because I know there are others of y'all out there who are just trying to do this because it's the one thing you've done mm-hmm. for ten to fifteen years, right. which is where I was finding myself when you're like, "Hey, dude, can you play? Can you fill in? Is this something you might want to do in the future?" I was all yeses across the board because it's the only thing I've known. Right. For so long, even and, though I felt like I was living in LA, and right. being a musician, you start to. Uh, I like only have musician friends too, right? Exactly. Based on what you're doing, right? Like, just yeah, I like the PSA to everybody out there. You're worth so much more than your productivity. Exactly, you're more than what you are on your resume too. Like, yeah. you don't have to put out music if you don't want to. You don't have to. The beautiful if you don't thing want to. about the pandemic, I think, is it taught a lot of us to take time for ourselves and right. not you know, not always be like thinking about what's the next thing I have to accomplish to make my worth, to make myself feel like I'm 
worthy of myself i don't know right it's, it's yeah it is I, it I is social currency for a lot of people which right. is what i've also got caught up into as well Me in too, the past 100%. and i don't want to do that shit anymore like you shouldn't have to like right. just being alive is stressful enough right <laughs> it really is um so thanks for firing me and thanks for at least giving me like sympathy points with everyone in our core friend group. Like I've literally told every, I told my mom, like the next morning I called my mom. She's like, how's Cam? How's the band? You guys famous yet? And I'm like, yeah, they're famous, but Cam just fired me. She's like, again, Al, do you need to get fired from another band? You're like, just like, I feel like, Jesus, it's harsh. <laughs> No, no, no. Like my mom asks about you all the time too, so everybody's checking in on you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, my mom's, I'm glad. My mom's a big fan of yours. I'm glad I'm on watch. Yeah, she's um, like, is Al okay? <laughs> uh, at least people are still asking about me. No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad it didn't hurt our friendship. No, nothing will ever hurt right? our friendship. <laughs> the only thing that's going to hurt our friendship is if you talk shit on the Strokes' "Come Down Machine" one more time. Oh my God, I don't even want to go. I've there. been listening to a lot of "Come Down Machine." Why? There's plenty of other options. No, what other lo-fi tropicalia options like "Come Down Machine"? I'm just saying, there's other Strokes options. You can listen to "Room on Fire," their best album. But nothing or sounds is like this it. A fantastic debut. Nothing sounds or like the or their third record, guitar of, album, first impressions, impressions of yeah, or the first half minus the first song of angles Angles was awful all the way through i'm come Tracks down machine two over through five see, are fantastic see, this is what the fans come back for us arguing over discography right well i come, feel like nothing else in their catalog sounds like come down machine yeah okay phineas <laughs> oh no i saw that on phineas uh, like his list of like most influential albums of all time he put come down machine on see that? even you're smart okay well that's a bold <laughs> thing to put it on yeah. like most influential albums of my life ridiculous that is ridiculous okay let's speaking of this music stuff uh, and thank you for this conversation i think i think it really like sparked us back up yeah oh yeah uh, did you we read i know you read it because i sent it to you the pitchfork uh rescoring some oh, of their dude, past the albums how much fun was that explain to the listener rescore if they haven't so Pitchfork took some of their, uh, what it was like twenty albums that they reviewed in the past and actually rescored them. Like if it was if it was better than they thought it was initially, they gave it a higher score. If right. it was worse than they, if they thought it was great and years haven't been kind to it, they demoted. And the that's score. where it gets really fun. That like was the some more of fun. these the other demotion. bumps when they bumped it up, it was like vindication. Like some fuck of them yeah. were just like we can't have this on our site anymore. Like Daft Punk's Discovery getting a six four. They're like that's they just ridiculous. moved it up to ten, and yeah. they're like it basically said sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's the greatest record of all time. Yeah. Now what they did downgrade by Daft Punk, which is where this conversation gets really fun for you Ooh. and I, because I know you agree with me. What? They downgrade. Oh, you don't. I recently got it on vinyl. Oh, fuck, dude. But yeah, we're talking about random access we're memories. We're talking about Daft Punk's worst record. Oh. Don't what? What would you say over that? What is their worst record? Do not say Human After All. I, Bunny is going to divorce your ass if you say Human After All. That's why I'm not saying anything. Yeah, because you know it's my favorite deep punk record too. Oh, so I'm definitely weird. a human guy for sure. Okay, well, random access memories is music that you hear in a mall in like a forever 21 when you're trying on pants that don't fit see, so, so you're right about that with a yeah. couple of the songs on that album but there is a very expansive sound to that album from different genres i mean there's so you disagree with pitchfork album. because there's, there's broadway music on that album there's straight up like 
there's still a little EDM here. And You've there. been it's hanging fun. out with Ben too much. Ben got you on random access memories. Well, I, ha- I did. Yeah, I DJed this wedding. I had they had a couple songs on there. You for played the Get Lucky. Yeah. No, I played Lose Yourself to Dance. Oh my god, even worse. No, it isn't. I can't decide what song I hate more between those two. Okay, whatever. But uh, listening to the album in its entirety, it is a very interesting album. It doesn't really feel like a Daft Punk album to me. No, it doesn't. But. I won't say it's a terrible album. I did like how they did demoted the score a bit because not because the album's bad, because the hype surrounding that album when it initially came out was insufferable. Garbage. Yeah, it really was. There was like a documentary on every song. <laughs> was it really? Basically, I yeah, don't it might as well have been. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was exhausting. Um, I'm glad that that was devalued. What now let's else? talk about the Interpool drop. They Interpool oh, the, went from a nine. Their debut Bright Lights. Right? Bright yeah. Lights went from a nine five to a seven two. Oh my God! Can you remember the reasoning behind that? Because I still love that record. I obviously, I do too. But I've never loved that entire record. I think it's the strongest one-two punch out of the gates that I can imagine, like with Untitled Obstacle One right. and and NYC, yeah, and PD. The first, the, it's okay. Front-loaded. So what are you talking about? It, then? What songs do you not like off of it's Bright front loaded? Side B is forgettable. So you don't like Stella was a diver. You don't like Leif like Erickson. You don't like the new. You don't like Roland. These are all great songs on side to me, B. To me, these Obstacle are Two is fantastic. To too. me, they're forgettable compared to side A. Okay, what is a better record by Interpol? Are you talking antics? I, a- I don't think any of them are great. Oh wow, you're not an Interpol fan. <laughs> I am, but I don't think anybody likes all their albums. No, I only like their first two. <laughs> exactly. Like even the yeah. biggest Interpol fan has never heard Marauder. No, definitely <laughs> not. Also, Carlos D's not in the band anymore. Right. Why the fuck am I going to go back to those new records? I actually like the Pixies ripoff song on Our Love to Admire. I think it's called Rest My Chemistry. That's oh, a great song. I didn't listen to that record. See? Yeah. You know, what album do you like? You what, listen to what's it. funny is I was actually working at Capitol when Our Love to Admire came out, and I still didn't listen to that record. Oh, that annoyed. How are things on the West Coast? I can't do it. Oh, can't do it. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, what else was rescored? Um, oh, they took down... Foxygen's first Thank album. Thank God. Fuck Thank that band. God. I fucking Because that, that fucking band. album sucks. It's so such an such awful a rip record. Off of every yeah. 60s band yeah. and 70s band. It's just terrible. And Can we up- stop like glorifying those cover bands like doing flower power tunes like I, I just don't it still happens like st vincent's album this year daddy's i home. didn't listen to it she just went straight she's like i'm doing like a 70s funk band. sure and you're like, yeah oh, god something else well we know that there's a few bands in los angeles who like to do that 70s doors inspired classic rock hogwash but we're not going to name there always them. will be yeah what do you want to listen to uh well i think you have a tune next uh, do you want to get heady and weird, or do you want to get pumped up? And Look, we're gonna save, we're gonna save the, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna play the low tune right now. Tell okay. us about the low tune. Oh yeah. man. Okay. So this low album. Have you? Do you like low? I do you love have any low. history yeah. with low. No, I have quite a bit of history. Okay. Because yeah. I really don't. Oh. Um, okay. I know Ben's a big low. Fan. Ben and Bobby Cheeks, who produced mm-hmm. the Guam album, he yeah. he got me into them when we were on the recording from their a couple songs from their last album, Double Negative. Mm-hmm. Double Negative was great. Actually. And it's the first introduction. I mean, I know that's so poserish because they've had like no. 20 albums. They've, they've been around They forever. have a very prolific career, yeah. Um, but this new album, Hey What, is so interesting to me in so many different ways. Um, it's like I can't even describe it. It makes me feel simultaneously calm and completely unnerved. Yeah, this song has a little bit of, or the song has a lot of duality to it for um, me. It's like a synthetic massage that huh. you're, or a synthetic meditation while you're on meth. Whoa, meditation! <laughs> like you're trying to calm down, but you're also just buzzing. That sounds 
That sounds like a lot of our mornings. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've noticed it's been soundtracking everything I do just because it's an album that kind of float. All the songs kind of flow through and it has this over over the whole album. It has one consistent distorted sound to it. And it always you're always kind of messing with your stereo when you're listening sure. to something because you're like, this can't be right. Right. <laughs> yeah. How, why is this clipping? Like, what's with the distortion? But while it sounds like it's clipping almost the whole time, it never has the the qualities of um, actual digital distortion that make you turn it down. Right. You're, you're actually turning it up being like, this is interesting. Right. How did they make this like compressed enough to be soothing sure. while still being distorted and clipping? And a lot of that has to do with not only the, the players and load just being seasoned, absolute amazing musical veterans but also bj burton who produced bonavere's 22 a million right. is kind of like the new guy for like experimental indie sounds um he was at the helm at this album on hey what so i'm going to play this i believe the shortest song on the album by by quite a bit but one of the biggest punches on the album is the penultimate track more i love it off hey what let's, let's hit that it shit <laughs> so crazy weird Woo. in like such a great way last night i was djing at a bar in hollywood did you uh, play that i did what and i texted the guam crew before i did i'm like I, this is what i texted them that's like, the sound of a dj losing their job I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that said, sounds like i'm high so i'm gonna play low <laughs> and then i'm like this did is the song in question react to and that then at all everybody laughed and then two minutes later i sent a text 
they don't like it. No, of course they don't <laughs> like it. That's the kind of tune where you're like forcing someone to listen to it because that's not what people normally listen to. It's amazing though. It's people incredible. Need, people need it. Also, if, if you're a fan of that, go to Lowe's Instagram. There is a IGTV video of him showing you how he makes that guitar tone. Oh, cool. Four pedals. That's it. What is it? I thought, you- I thought it was through at least 19 different systems and like a synth, but it's like a boss synthesizer. Okay. A box of rock. Okay. A tensor pedal and like one other boost. And it's strange. Just, it's just his genius. I wonder what amp he's running it through to get that. I do too because it's just a view of his pedals. But I mean, he describes how he makes it in the video and it's pretty amazing. I mean, it sounds like it's coming out of like a PV8 inch or It something. sounds like it's trying to eat me. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, there's some like fee-fi-fo-fum shit about that. It's, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a scary overall tone. It's, I mean, the Lowe's album is like my favorite horror movie of yeah. the year. <laughs> it, it has that vibe. So the but whole... But the vocals are so angelic and like tuneful and um uplifting yeah under this like sea of like digital uh ocean waves you know just like it does feel a little storm. messy too yeah. like messy in a really appropriate way yeah i feel like it is kind of like a really great uh, incarnation of like how we're all feeling right now too yeah still yeah um definitely check it out the whole album is fantastic that's again more the song more by low the album's hey what it's out go get it Tastemaker. Just tastemaking. Taste Albumists out here talking about albums. Oh my God. Just being So, this. what do we got? We talked about you getting we fired. Talked, we talked about me, you firing me. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we're moving on without you. About Al. me. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that, which if I had a dime like for every to, time I, like I heard to that. Imagine that I've, I got like a Bluetooth phone yeah. when I'm saying that. Like, hey, we're hey, moving on without you. And then Al. I just Sorry, like the buddy. push button. Exactly. Like, the click. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about Sublime fans. We talked, we talked about, about me getting COVID. You getting COVID. Oh, should we talk about this wonderful room we're recording in? Oh, we really should uh, because we might be saying goodbye to it. This might be the last podcast you ever hear coming from Bedrock LA. Which is a safe haven for a bunch of freaks like us, or at least used to be until you recently got an email stating... An email came to everyone who has a room here at Bedrock just saying that the property managers have deemed this building structurally unsound. Isn't it funny that they deemed a rehearsal space unsound? Uh, uh, but apparently they need to fix the roof on this building, so we're all out by the first. That's um, really disappointing because you've been in this room. I have had some I've been really... in this room for a decade. Yeah. I've been at Bedrock for 12 years. Wow. Because I'm 60. You are 60. You just <laughs> turned it. Sam made me feel very old. He's like, are you the, are you, have you been in Bedrock longer than anyone? Have you? Uh, no, I know uh, friend, my friend Daniel has a spot here. He's, he's been here since 2008. But almost. So one other person <laughs> yeah. has been here longer. That, that, I think we can comfortably say that, yeah, you've been here the longest. Yes, yeah. I'm 105 years right, old. Right, you really are. Uh, so how do you, I know we can't really get terribly conspiratorial, uh, mm-hmm. just in case anyone was to catch wind of this conversation. Right. Do you think that it is to level out and make condos or do you think the I've building is the actually, here. it sounds like, sounds like it is a roof fixing thing there. They have no plans to like actually take this building down. It, they, it's not even zoned for residential. Yeah. So it's not going to turn into condos like the rest of Glendale, even though. Echo Park is becoming unrecognizable. Yeah, you put it pretty accurately when we were texting about this when this happened. This wouldn't be so suspect if like the entire neighborhood around us right now wasn't turning into bric-a-brac condos. Yeah, yeah. it's like condos all up Glendale. Yeah. There's a freaking Whole Foods down the street. There's a freaking Whole Foods. And Ep- that's where it always starts. owned by Live yep. Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's a the, the Echo Park Lake has a 
goddamn rotisserie chicken boat that's sponsored by Postmates. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> Not even joking. A rotisserie chicken boat? Yeah, one of those paddle boats, like the swans. There's a rotisserie chicken one brought to you by Postmates. And you have to paddle out to get your chicken? No, it's actually a, the boat itself is a giant rotisserie chicken sponsored by Postmates. Oh, my God. Um, hopefully they do open back up and hopefully this isn't yeah. a ruse. I'm, uh, I'm shedding a tear, though. Uh, just, I mean, about this whole thing. Like, I love this room. Yeah. It's been a very, very important. It's uh, Every time I drop off my rent here, I say out loud, best money I spend every month. Sure. You know? like, yeah. It's kept me in L.A., and kept me always never questioning that I'm a musician because I can always come to this room, do whatever I want here. It's it's an expression. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be sad. This is sad. And also, at least we'll have something else to blame for another few months going by and not doing a podcast. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It's like, oh, they shut down our rehearsal space. Yeah. Like, they're leveling I mean, the building. We got a new spot. I guess we'll pod there. I don't know what it's going to be like. It's very small. Um, you, you're at ABC, right? Yeah. I spent yes. a lot of time at ABC. You were at ABC. See, that, was, I, that was the dead ship Here's show. the worst thing about it. This is not fair. And no, this is, it's this not. This is very inside baseball. Like, if, if you're not an L.A. musician, you're not going to get this. Mm-hmm. But I always kind of thought as ABC, if you practice at ABC, your band's not very good. That sure is that yeah. terrible. I've been in a few. I fucking hate. I've been I in a few that. bad bands at ABC. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you guys are getting. Oh, you guys are getting. Uh, That's getting your some, feet wet. That is some. Re- <laughs> that is really funny. Like I That's imagine so every like, band at ABC dude, is that playing is so through a practice like, fucking, amp with like, a, like an orange no. Mustang. That's so like a greaser socias kind of like outsider split. Like you're seeing a war that's not actually happening <laughs> right now. You but know, if what you I mean? practice at the North Hollywood ABC, I don't even want to talk. No, to you. okay, North Hollywood's completely different. If you practice downtown or in North Hollywood, your band sucks. No, if you it, practice downtown, you have a great drummer. You have a great drummer, but you're in a metal band. Right. Yeah. I think it's just because a lot of people started getting pushed out of Echo Park. Like Bedrock used right. to be really cool because we all used to live right down the street. Exactly. We could walk here every night. Uh, but now as Echo Park has gotten a Lassen's and a Whole Foods and like these condos, like you can't really live and here And a rotisserie anymore. chicken boat. And a rotisserie chicken boat. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you told me there's a rotisserie chicken boat. Yeah, I feel like we've only been talking about stuff that's sad yeah definitely sublime fans getting fired you getting covid yeah this room about to either get us kicked out or collapse on us i don't know yeah if it collapses right now again if they find the black box of this episode and this is the last words that we speak before we die that's how i want that's how i want to go out yeah i guess me too podding to a yeah terrible terrible death maybe since i gave you covid maybe i'm the one who put like a bunch of weights did you since you got fired from the band yeah we all have gotten covid and bedrock has been deemed structurally unsound Listen, something's man, going on don't fuck with me homie. <laughs> first you got us all sick then you got the building we practice in listen completely bulldozed i don't know what to tell you you know it's like yeah i just uh <laughs> I leave. Uh, I, l- I live a double life. I look out my window. You're always just in the parking lot. Yeah, playing come down machine out of a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we've talked too much. Yeah, we got another tune. We, we got we, we, we got, got another your, two tunes. You want to do your last one? Yeah, let's fuck with this one. I'm yeah. I'm happy to be playing this one. I know you're yeah, stoked, stoked to have it too. Um, Devin and company, Ramonda Hammer. This one's for you guys. Thank you for allowing me to play this tune. By the time you guys hear this episode, the song will already be out. It comes out this Wednesday, which is what, the 20th? Yes. Yes, the 20th. Wednesday the 20th, which is either already passed or the day you're hearing this, um, a brand new Ramonda Hammer tune comes out, which is definitely one of the longstanding, better, 
actually Devin and I were talking about this recently. I hate calling their band rock and I hate calling their band like alt rock or like hard rock or I don't know what to call them. It's tough because like those all work for they for do what, what they sound yeah. like but it doesn't give it an accurate description it doesn't there's something different to it like it's obviously sonically very traditionally and conventionally hard but there is an edge there's, to yeah, it there's there's like a there's there's a certain like like deepness to their music yeah you there know, is just like like it feels like it's kind of coming up from below there's a poignancy to yeah. it i think is a good word for yeah. it maybe because it's all rather like observational and critiquing of you know the the time and era that we're living in right now because mm-hmm. devin davis lead singer um and rhythm guitar player has like a very uh interesting refreshing way of looking and writing so mm-hmm. Um, which is probably why we like her music. Yeah. Uh, but this is a brand new single. They just put it out and or are just going to put it out. And they're starting to play live again. They have a show at the Echo on the 22nd. If you're hearing this after the fact, sorry, you missed out. Um, but it's good to know that they're still playing. And not only that, but they're getting back into the throes of releasing too, which yep. a lot of people have been hesitant to do. Obviously, yeah. But I do believe this is going to be part of a larger effort. Um, and she's going to hate me if I if I say this information, you know, w- without much backup, but I'm pretty sure the Illuminati hotties, Sarah Tudson, Sarah, I believe produced this song. That's and fantastic. She's incredible. I th- yeah, she's, and that her new record absolutely is I've, fantastic. I'm a huge fan. Of I know I've record. seen you've been listening to it like a bunch because yeah. I follow you on Spotify. It's, um, it's quite good. It is quite good. And she did a great job with this tune, and I think she's going to be producing more for them. So that's I think she, yeah, she about. has some of their past past work she's produced. Cool, and like, yeah. yeah. And I think the show um, you're talking about on the 22nd uh, is Ramada Hammer and Goon, right? Who I'm a big fan of as well. Goon rules. And uh, yeah. Sarah produces some of Goon's music too. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool like East Side family show. It'll be good to get back in the Echo with some familiar faces. Yeah, exactly. after the Live Nation acquisition, yeah. which is like really depressing. Drink and those ten dollars PBRs. We could fucking go on about that for a whole nother episode. But Instead of getting too far down, let's listen to some music. This, this is, is Ramonda Hammer's brand new single, "All for What."
All for what? That shit. Ramonda Hammer. Isn't it so good? Dude, that was great. Um, that was fantastic. It's a really great tune, and I think you and I can both agree we've both been listening to Ramonda Hammer for a while. That yeah. feels like a very natural That's evolution. That's probably my favorite song I've heard of theirs. Me yet. too. Uh, yeah, me um, same. And it feels like an evolution of their sound. It's like it's interesting that we brought up uh, Sarah Tudson and, and being produced, because I feel like Ramonda Hammer doesn't, to me, sound at all like Illuminati, no. Illuminati Hotties. Right. But I feel like just listening to that, this last round listening to the lyrics a bit and Devin's Devin feels like she's get. I feel like she's getting something from, t- from Sarah's songwriting. Cause she feels a little bit more playful. I right. feel like the, the lyrics are, um, the lyrics are always great in Ramonda Hammer songs. Yeah, she's always like been really a playful. Little, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit more of like Sarah's influence on there, which is a great thing. Yeah. Obviously I don't want Ramonda Hammer to sound like Illuminati hotties cause they're such a different type of right. sound. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that they're pulling little uh, I feel influences. like, speaking of, you know, we've been talking a lot this episode and just in general about the existential crises of mus- music and musicians and being a musician in LA. And I think Devin is probably experiencing a little bit of that too, yeah. which is why she's like really putting that into her writing. So it seems like she's taking a lot of these grievances that she has with like these really, you know, neurotic fresh points of frustration or contention and kind of flipping them on themselves, like yeah. flipping the script and making it a little bit more humorous or I was looking at their releases and this is the first song they've had since uh Big Hands, which we Which is played what we on played the on the Goat Parade the goat pr- Podfest extravaganza. Super good fun times extravaganza. <laughs> that was it. You're the one who you're you can't the Goat even- Parade, good times for Good times during bad times, podcast fest, extravaganza. extravaganza, whatever. Um, the Goat Parade, good times during bad times, podcast extravaganza. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Uh, so we've, this is the second time we've played a new Ramonda Hammer yeah. song. So thanks, Devin, for letting us play these songs Absolutely. for big fans. And thanks, Dev, for letting us champion you, too. Uh, we were on a job recently together, Devin and I. And we were t- the song's about social media. Like mm-hmm. if you can't pick up from some of the lines. Yeah. Like, also, quickly, ending your song on a pre-chorus is sick as fuck, yeah. which is what just happened. Yeah. Um, but it's a ballsy uh, move. I like that. Yeah, it's a really great move. Um, what's the point of being thick as thieves when everyone's trying to steal from you? Which is that. her line at the end of the choruses. Um, and we were talking on this job one day and. And we hadn't seen each other for a while and we were kind of rekindling our friendship. And she's like, dude, where have you been? You're not on social media. And I went on my like, yeah, I'm just depressed. I can't be on social media because I'll be more depressed. She's like, I just wrote a song about that. So we went and listened to it in her car. This was maybe like a month ago. And I was so, I, I didn't say anything during the song. Like I closed my eyes. I just envisioned myself living in their highly distorted kind of chuggy off rhythm swing world of that tune and it was i i felt i feel invested in it i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel invested in the song for some reason yeah. yeah it's 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 also refreshing to hear <laughs> quote unquote hard rock or alt rock or like whatever that isn't just so there's like an element of doom in the sure that, yeah there really people is are missing that like yeah it's but like it's it's not traditional hard rock because i i hear hard rock and i think of so much bad music so do i i kind of think of just like motley crew or something even i've seen this band compared to like to grunge a lot too Mm. and i don't i don't get that either there's just like there's there's almost like an influence that comes to me more from like the metal world sure but it's it's not obvious it's like under the surface right Um, do you remember years ago when la weekly gave them the best 
hard rock band in Los Angeles title. I didn't. It was like the best of one. I know it was like a best of year. You know, at the end of the year they do that, and they gave. They should have just given them best band for the year, Mm. but they gave them like something weird and. I don't want to call it like a slide. It was just like this really specific particular genre of like right. best hard rock band in Los Angeles. And that seems fucking ridiculous to yeah. me. To like codify someone's music that specifically in general is like an odd thing to yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. It's um, exhausting. Yeah, but like rock is so nebulous that you can't ever really like pinpoint what something really is unless it's like ass rock or like we all know what ass rock is or what yacht rock yacht rock exactly we're getting into rockism Rockism. Uh which is what we were talking about earlier (laughs) Uh, but thank you again Ramonda Hammer that song's called All For What please listen to it they're playing shows again please go see them they fucking slay the 22nd at the the Echo 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 Plex I believe oh is Is it at the Plexi I believe it's downstairs yeah hell yeah I can't wait dude um with Goon, who, again, if you haven't heard Goon, Go another Goon. fantastic band. Yeah. All right. We're this, doing it. This is fun. This is a reunion. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we're finally back. You know? I feel like we are finally mm. back. We've, we've, uh, we, I don't know if we've proven our worth during this episode, though. Well, I, we've talked about the things we wanted to highlight. I think that's fine. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely want to. Remember, Al, our productivity is not our worth. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's not about the consumption, it's about the art, correct? Yeah, it's about making sure we're, Keeping time to stay sane. For sure. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, are we going to ride out on the last tune? Is that what we should do? We could. Um, we could ride out. Um, Bef- before we do that, though, we have to talk about this. Because I'm, I'm really confused what about are you, are you this confused? band. I'm just confused about this band, and I want you to explain it to me. Okay. Well, have you ever heard music, specifically punk and hardcore music? I, I have, but there seems to be more than that going on with this band. Uh-huh. It, there's, there's a lot going on. It's, yeah, it's a like, fusion of a lot of things. I'm it's waiting to hear pop. a DJ like, rick-a, 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 like do like some like new metal shit because I hear uh, new it metal It wouldn't be out of place in right. this band, to be honest. I, I probably wouldn't hate it. Okay. Well, you're going to have to tell me about Turnstile, which All is right. the band you're about to play. Oddly enough, I found out that this band seems polarizing to some people. Where to me, I was like, it was so evident from the first song I heard. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I didn't question it. I'm like, love this. Listen, I love, love it, it too. I I'm not telling you that I don't like this group. I like this group a lot. I'm Baltimore just Collective. Okay, Baltimore makes sense. Um, they all play in a lot of different bands, and as far as I know, like it, it's always been a very. Um, and this is how I feel like a lot of the younger kids are doing it. It's always been about a collective of people making music and not so much like we're a band. Right. You know, like like almost akin to like how Brockhampton or, or a lot of new right. Kind of like what you groups. wanted to do with Giant Waste of Man before you fired me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's I really strikingly familiar right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just like Giant Waste of Man, Turnstile hired Al and then they fired <laughs> <laughs> Turnstile. Turnstile. Yeah. I'm just no, a turnstile. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. Oh, you are the turnstile. I am the turnstile. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. That's too mean. Yeah, that like is it. really I don't like mean. It. I'm just not feeling great. Right so now. yeah, this band Turnstile from Baltimore named their band after Al getting kicked out of my band. <laughs> <laughs> the Baltimore thing makes so much sense. Right. Actually, all you had to say was Baltimore, and it it makes complete sense to me now. But it's it's punk. It's hardcore. It's late '80s early 90s alternative rock it's a little bit of new metal there's a little bit of new metal in there yeah it's all of that kind of like 
pushed together and the album uh, glow on is one of my favorite of the year um and it was the reason it took me so long to send a third song for you to listen to for this because podcast. you were picking what song like, you what wanted song off this record. do i pick off this album if it was yeah. up to, you got to just hear the whole album because yeah. it's just it's a it hasn't nothing's gotten me this pumped up since i used to play in facial right like turnstile has gotten me to that like that visceral like when i hear it i'm like i want to run through a wall sure yeah i just i have to like take i would love on. to see that by the way <laughs> drywall isn't that expensive we should right. probably do that well we'll pop this one on i'll run through the wall that'd be fun i mean they're gonna demo this place yeah. anyway might, so well. might, well. might as well destroy it uh live on the pod we destroyed bedrock <laughs> but uh the album's got just such a vast amount of influence on it and i think that's why some people are pushing against it like i've i've, t- I've had several friends that absolutely hate this album yeah. and, and it's, it's so interesting to me it's so breezy and obvious that it's like okay this is like stuff i grew up listening to and it makes me feel that way that i did and i, I think that's why it's anything. not obvious for some people though because it is it is very reminiscent of people in our age group of what we grew up with right um and sometimes people are like like, dude, again, if it wasn't so classy and tasty and well executed, this song, I haven't listened to the record, but mm. they're, you know, like this could be easily confused with like some fucking POD vibes or something. <laughs> again, all it needs is like way too much flange, which I think it already has a lot of flange on it. There's, there's, um, there's a little flange, a little flange <laughs> but if it had, if literally if it had a DJ, if there was someone scratching records, it would be new metal or damn close to it. That's so, the thing, though. There's been a lot of reappraisal of new metal over the last couple of years. Yeah, there really um, has. In, in, in like music journalism, yeah. exclu- uh, um, maybe not. Fred Durst I mean, is popular. Hybrid again. Theory, Linkin Park is still the highest selling rock album of this millennium so far of wow. the 2000s. That's depressing. Yeah. And I added to that. I think we've had this. Yeah, we have. We've before. talked about yeah. this. So. Yeah. Turnstile's got the new metal. It's got the punk. It's got the hardcore. It's got the early Chili Peppers vibe sometimes. Oh, man, you're fucking destroying it right now. Even, and this destroyed me. I saw some publications uh, comparing them to 311. Whoa, what? Which, honestly, I hear the album's got a lot of different things. Blood Orange is on a couple of tracks, which huh. for me is a huge deal because right. Blood Orange, uh, Dev Hines, uh, sure. he initially was in the band Test Eye Schools, which is... If you ask me what the best album of all time is, I would probably say Test High Schools for screening purposes only. Wow. And it brings him full circle back into a punk rock setting, even though he's on the softer, more dreamlike songs. Uh, I've heard Anthony Fantano called this genre of music dream punk, oh, which well, kind of like describes it. Sure. Well. It feels like we're reaching a little bit now in music journalism. But yeah, no, no, I get that. I, yeah. Actually, I think dream punk is the best way to describe the overall sound of their album. Right. But maybe not the song I'm going to play. I'm going to play the song Holiday. Okay. Which um, I didn't hear much 311, but maybe it's because they came original. You know what I mean? Oh Sometimes God. you have to just come original. You got to come original. All Stop entertainers. It. Stop it. Okay. Now listen, I'd rather you sing Sublime. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. You already did. Yeah, I know I did. I'm sorry. Well, at least I haven't seen 311 articles yet. You know, They'll, they're oh, coming. No, it'll happen. March 11th. Every year you see 311 articles. So... Yeah that's, yeah, that's terrible. I hate that every year. It's my mom's birthday, too. I'm just like... Oh, no. Your mom's a 311 baby? Is Amber the color of her energy? Do you ask her quite no, a No, I've bit? never asked her that. You should ask her. I'm going to ask her when I meet your mom for well, the first time. I'm sure she's going to be thrilled. I'm sure she's she going to n- not know what I'm talking about. She's going to um, fire you from the conversation. <laughs> well, I'm be used to it, especially <laughs> from your family. Before we write out, since we're on that tip, 
I think of October as many things. It's my favorite month of the year. I'm a huge October. I'm a huge Halloween guy. Yep. Obviously, I rewatch all my favorite horror movies. I think it's a great time for fall music. Listen right. To the week of ends, Pinback, The National. Oh my God, Pinback! I'm going to be great so October much music. Yep. But I also think October is great for Coheed and Cambria. If you huh. have, if you want to dust off those old Coheed and Cambria <laughs> albums, let me tell you, those first two are still evergreen. The third one, listen to it a couple weeks ago. Can't say the same borderline terrible but those first two the second stage <laughs> turban blade and in keeping secrets of silent earth three are fantastic pretty sure so. you're just looking for any outlet possible to plug coheed and cambria well i'm waiting for the the whole thing to come around like it did with sublime where right. people are finally like you know what coheed's amazing yeah no it'll happen i mean they have to stop making music for that to happen and you know there's been a lot of stuff in the late album stuff i'm pretty sure the bass player sublime hasn't stopped making music now they're just with rome <laughs> yeah but nobody pays attention <laughs> Except for bros that like a right. shitty festival that was yeah. thrown by uh, the frat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I, dig, I digress. Listen to Coheed. Listen, Listen to Coheed to during the fall October. albums. Right. Yeah. See, you I know. usually go Nick Drake and okay. Pinback, and yeah. you go you go Coheed. Well, yeah. Coheed as well as Pinback, The National, The okay. Weaker Dance. Weaker Dance, you know? right. Uh-huh. Maybe put on some... Uh, some Pedro the Lion. I've recently Please. decided. Please. Yeah, it's hard know. to find a friend is a really great October record. I, yeah. I was thinking the other one with magazine on it. Okay, but. sure. Yeah, or you can take me and your wife's um, recommendations and put on some If You're Feeling Sinister by Bell and Sebastian. See, that feels like spring music. No, me. no, no, no. It's great. It's great both because they're they're both like, you know, they're, they're kind of tempered climates, both of them. Kind of uh, writing that line, we recently got uh, the, the biggest purchase of final you can do, 69 Love Songs, Magnetic Fields. Oh, my God. How much was it? It was 100 bucks. Of course it was. I mean, you're not going to find it for cheaper. Papa Was a Rodeo is still one of my favorite songs of it's all just, time. It's similar to Melancholy and Infant Sadness. Sure. It's just the opposite of Rider's Block. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And I keep, I keep combing through it being like, There's, the next song is going to be bad. And I'm like, nope. Wow, that sounds great good. too. That's timeless. You know itself. why? Because they're all two and a half minutes long. Exactly. That's why they're good. Get in and get out. Get, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. I've never understood. Which it. is what we should have done today. Get in and get out. I so think we did. Let's. We we definitely You're got like, in. Stop talking. Let's get out. Let's ride out on this tune, and we'll see you guys next time. Unless I fire him. Well, there, oh my God, we're moving on without you, Al. What's the song called? <laughs> well, I'm never going to move on from this podcast without you. Thanks, baby. I love you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you don't even believe me. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, I'm just waiting for your FaceTime later. <laughs> Al, look, I listened back. We're I'm, moving on I'm without going, you. It's, I'm going on without you. Yeah. It's just me. Just you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's been great. This has been great. The reunion has been a good episode. Yeah, and we'll fun. come back sooner or later. Whenever After we feel we like figure it. some fucking yeah, you're not paying dude, for yeah, it. We dude, didn't. Yeah, we, no. we deactivated we, the Patreon. There's no. You guys aren't paying us money for shit now. So, we're yeah, doing this. We're on the our time. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. We I love like y'all this. though. <laughs> Which is why we're about to ride out on some new metal too. It, so yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Hardcore light. Uh, dream punk. <laughs> dream punk. Yeah. Uh, thanks. This has been the Go Parade. This is Turnstiles Holiday. Go Parade out. <laughs> <laughs>